Whatever kind of testicles this guy has, I'm going to twist the shit out of him. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the creatively titled podcast brought to you by us over at AtoZHorror.com and by the Phantom Podcast Network. Take a minute and head on down to downrightcreepy.com slash phantom and check out all the other awesome shows the network has to offer. For example, you should check out the Death, Dying, and Other Things show. It's an original fiction horror show that most recently tells one story about a peculiar meteor shower. Uh, until then, though, you're stuck with us. I'm Jack, and sick to is Jake. Just looking for that great American haunt, Jack. And sitting next to Jake is someone else who looks like he's jerking off an elephant. It's Mark. Hey, guys. For those of you unfamiliar with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. Uh, When we do that, we spoil the shit out of that movie, so fair warning on that. This week, we watched 2014's, uh, if I'm right about that, The House's October Built, and we'll get to that soon, which will be a lot of fun. That, uh, Jake, I believe, was our uh, your pick for October movie and is our inaugural run of movies we're watching for Halloween time. So Sure um, is. Yeah, that'll be a lot of fun. But first, we've got to do the getting drunk part. So on that score, let's do beers for fears. Jake, what are your beers for these fears? Uh, In keeping with this Halloween, October time, I'm trying to do something that's slightly thematic with that. Couldn't get into the pumpkin beers yet, though. Uh, This is the house that built. Yeah, that's another reason. And I thought I'd drink an Oktoberfest. I went with one by Jack's Abbey, which is one of my favorite breweries from up here in the New England area. They make only lagers, so an Oktoberfest is a really good play for them. Nice. Drinking it out of this stein, it's going to be good. Awesome. I, I can buy that. You know, it, it's the, the low-hanging fruit just to do October and for the October movies. But... Oktoberfest, man. Yeah. Mark, how about yourself? You sold it with the stein. Sometimes the low-hanging fruit is the sweetest, Jack. <laughs> Um, Sometimes I went the first a different cut is the deepest, Mark. Uh, I went a different direction. I went to Los Locos Mexican-style lager made by Epic Brewing. Uh, I mean, my thought here was that these guys are pretty crazy. They're loco. They're loco for haunts. Wow. Uh, and also the people... I mean, I was actually kind of trying to figure uh, out a way to like play up how freaking insane the what you might call the villains in this movie are. So Quite insane. Loco. Heavily loco. <laughs> Um, yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. don't think I did that well either, but only because I was trying to force myself down off doing just an Oktoberfest for October. I was going to get the, uh, the Autumn, um, Deschutes Oktoberfest, the Hopzeet IPA. Uh, but instead I went a different direction. I got the Pine Drops IPA because much of this movie takes place in rural locales around lots of pine trees and such. So, um, I think they're coniferous forests and, uh, I'm also, but, but I didn't, I didn't all the way bail out. I am drinking it out of a specifically an Oktoberfest Stein, uh, that my grandpa purchased in Germany in like the seventies or something. So points. Well, the last part's good. Yeah. No points for the beer and four points for the Stein. There is definitely lead in that cup. Guaranteed. Good. Well, that's good for you, I hear. Yeah. Makes your bones <laughs> strong. <laughs> but watching The House's October Built, uh, that's a hard title to say, you guys. Uh, watching that movie isn't the only thing oh. we did over the course of the last week. Um, Jake, what else has been rocking your horror world over the last week? Shockingly little, man. I've been on the road a <laughs> really? lot. I mean, peek behind the curtain, it's been a while. And outside of the movie's for this specific podcast venture that we have going on, I haven't watched a whole lot. The one that uh, 
I am going to talk about is based on Mark's glowing recommendation. I watched Life. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alien movie, Jake Gyllenhaal. Um, decent care trailer. For it. Really? Yeah, didn't care for it. Care for it. No, it, I, I, I thought uh, middling at best. The titular life form in the movie uh, didn't make any sense to me whatsoever. It. I figured for people who nitpick science, I, I don't see how that one went un. Bashed, I guess. Yep. By Mark, you, you liked this so. movie. I did. I okay. did. I did. There are well, some issues with what the things like basal metabolic rate would have to be, but uh, I, you know, and how it would I'm look a, and how it would move and how it would behave and I things that space does good. to things. It's an alien, Jake. It's alien. Sure. Okay. Give it a pass. Just give it a pass. Just give it a pass. Mark. Just give it a pass. I did. Just I'm, alien. Exactly. Douche. Wow, that escalated. <laughs> Five out of ten. Recommend watching it if it's free. And was it free yeah. for you? Okay. Nope. Oh. What was it like? Three bucks. Uh, I watched it in HD, so it was like five fifty. Wow, you got taken for a ride. No shit, Mark. You gave it like a nine, though. <laughs> I didn't think I gave it a nine. I think I gave it like a seven. I, I gave still it five think it was and a half. <laughs> all right, Mark. Uh, is that all you got, Jake? Yeah. All right, Mark. Uh, what do you got? And uh, is it as good as Life? <laughs> it really took a took a lot out of it. Yeah, that's well, uh, Jake's uh, dead. Okay, well, you don't want to know. Okay, hold on. No, you're coming back to me. You know what else has been rocking my horror world? The fucking U.S. soccer team not qualifying for the World Cup. That's horrifying. No, nobody cares. Everyone cares, Jack. It's the most popular sporting event on the planet. It's a bunch yeah. of tattooed millionaires. They're babies. They can't run on wet, wet God grass. God damn it. Poor guys. I'm upset. They should all get purple hearts for having to go out there like that. As I understand it, the grass was only wet on their half of the field. Yeah. Yeah, it was actually, actually wore only on the specific blades of grass that they were running on. <laughs> All right, that doesn't count. Mark, what's been rocking your horror world? Save us here. It sort counts. of counts. Uh, okay, so yes. however many episodes ago, uh, I lost a bet. I yes, can't remember what the bet was. Did uh, oh, Star Doctor Who versus Doctor Who? Yeah, Star Who versus Doctor Trek. I am shocked. You guys remember that? Yeah. Well, to the listener who wasn't paying attention, Doctor Who came out before Star uh, Star Trek. To. Yep, called it. Yeah, that sucked. Uh, I had to watch Anti-Birth, which yes. was the uh, <laughs> Natasha Leone. I think is the most recognizable name attached to this thing. She's the uh, you'd recognize her from like Orange is the New Black or uh, American Pie. Um, yeah, not good. Not a good movie. Roger Ebert gave this thing a three and a half out of four. Okay, I'm just gonna let wow. that sink in. That's very um, high. It's baffling. This movie is terrible. <laughs> like unbelievably bad and uh yeah i mean this just further cements the fact that we're better film critics than he is is um, the citizen kane effect everyone's yeah. been saying it look i guess if if you're into body horror give it a watch it is free on netflix so i mean there's there's that uh, if you're like really aching for something to go find that's a little bit different this does have the difference quota uh filled quite a bit but aside <laughs> from that i mean it's just kind of a kind of just a shitty movie to watch like it's just <laughs> everything's dysfunctional and eh. it's about having a kid you don't want like yeah <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want to watch that it's a real downer you have anything else it's a real downer um polar opposite end of the spectrum i went and uh, saw a movie in the theater mm. which i almost never do last movie i saw in the theater was 10 cloverfield lane for reference um i watched it yeah buddy 2017 i loved hit. this movie uh yeah, I mean I'll echo your 
glowing recommendation of it. It is, it is a intense movie from start to most of the way through the finish. The only thing I have, there's a few qualms I have with this movie that like they really turn up the schmaltz factor. There's a lot of love conquers evil type bullshit that they just cram into like every corner of this thing. Um, yeah, but I mean, but that's I think Stephen they, King stuff. I don't know. Uh, not not really. to this level. Not to this level. <laughs> and I think the uh, I, I think the love that Stephen King was writing about was a little bit more graphic. <laughs> he was uh, graphically describing child pornography. Yeah. I mean, yeah. he wasn't, but... <laughs> uh, well, I mean, if you're sensitive about that stuff, don't read the book. In any case, I mean... <laughs> if you're sensitive they make, about they make child few, pornography? They make a few decisions... As opposed to you, who's one. on board with it? What? <laughs> nosedive. It's a nosedive. Pull up. <laughs> yeah, what the hell? Jack's just, just randomly babbling in the background. Uh, look, it's a great movie. Go see it. Whatever. It's awesome. Okay. What else you got? Uh, have I talked about Little Evil on here before? You mentioned I, this in the chat. I don't remember. Honestly, can't remember. Sorry if I'm rehashing something. You must um, love it. It's never been a problem for me. You know, I might as well bring this up because it is basically a not a straight up remake, but it is it's riffing on The Omen, which is as we've discussed one of Jack's favorite October movies. Yeah, classic October movie, The Omen. That happens to be set in June. Um, this is this is a horror comedy. Adam Scott marries into a family that has a son uh, who happens to be like a tool of a you know satanic cult trying to bring around, bring about the end times uh he looks like ensues. angus young what was that he looks like angus young yeah the tan sure. hat the the like schoolboy shorts yeah i mean yeah i'm not sure that's what they were going for but it's certainly well they were going for the omen yeah, yeah, I mean... And Angus Young dresses like a British schoolboy, and Damien was a British schoolboy, so it, it all comes full circle. Yeah, it all just moves in circles. I, I guess if I, were to, if I were to put a pin on this one, it's funny, it's really funny at times, uh, but ultimately, looking back on it, it does seem like the scenes that are, like, really belly-laughy uh, are kind of few and far between, and ultimately, I would... It, it's watchable, but it's pretty threadbare as far as the good scenes go. Is this so, a Netflix original? Yes, it is. Okay. Okay. I've seen this pop up. Yeah. And I mean, yeah. it, it'll it'll make you chuckle. There's a few moments that are actually like hilarious, but then you know that's one or two moments out of a 90 minute movie. So sure, that's how that goes. Jack. Yeah, I got some turn. stuff going on. Um, the first thing I want to talk about is that the uh, as you hear this, the Idaho Horror Film Festival will be out. Uh, currently, it's coming up, and it'll uh, be out. <laughs> Yeah, it will, it will have it will have happened. <laughs> um, it's uh, what well, it will have just happened over the weekend. Um, it's the weekend of Friday the thirteenth. Starts on the the Thursday, I guess, the twelfth here in Boise. Uh, really, really excited about it. We're going to be covering it in some capacity, and exactly what capacity remains unclear at this stage. But stay tuned for more episodes on the Idaho Horror Film Festival because those will be some coming capacity up. Capacity might be no capacity. Yeah, it's <laughs> something's going to happen. <laughs> We'll uh, definitely so it, be hanging out outside of the theater. <laughs> so in any case, uh, I'm very excited for that. I think it's going to be a really fun thing to do. I wasn't able to go last year because I was fishing, um, but this year uh, I think it's going to be awesome. So that's the first thing. In terms of what has actually been rocking my horror world that I've already experienced and not experienced only in the future, um, I also watched a bottom one on my HRR list uh, this week, but I didn't watch it because I Why? lost a bet. I lost it because I'm, I'm a big person. Um, willing to admit uh, when I might have made a mistake. So I picked as my bottom one for this month, uh, for September, or for, I guess for 
No, for October. Yeah, for October Good. of 2017. It's going, it's going well. well. Yeah. Um, the Cult of Chucky was the, the bottom one I picked, the movie I was least excited about. <clears throat> and uh, I just thought it looked, I don't know, what the fuck do we need another goddamn Chucky movie for? Now with more CG, who gives a shit? I think I thought it was a reboot. Um, and then a bunch of people pointed out a few things. It's pretty clearly not a reboot. Yeah, and that's uh, one of the things is that none of the movies in the Chucky franchise are in any way reboots. It is one continuous narrative, which is uh-huh. a pretty cool thing because the narrative gets bananas in there, right? Like, I think uh, Bride of Chucky is inhabits the actress Jennifer Tilly playing herself, who's now playing the Bride of Chucky in these movies, so she's still in it. So things get bonkers, but I respect that it is one continuous narrative. Um so anyway, a bunch of people reached out and were like, hey, this other the last movie wasn't that bad. These don't look that shitty. I don't know why you're ragging on this so hard. Also, you're an idiot. It's not a reboot. All this stuff. So I figured, hey, I'm a big person. I'll give it a shot. And uh, I, you know, I don't think it's the worst movie that's going to come out in October. I'll damn sure tell you that. Um, I, I, I mean, know, I don't know if I'd recommend it. It didn't deserve a place as your bottom one. It absolutely was not going to be the worst movie that came out in October. No. But, but it might have been the biggest disappointment or just the biggest, like, oh, what's the point? And I do still feel the, like... I'll give you the latter. What's the point? I don't know. It it wasn't it wasn't as devoid of, of soul I, as I thought it was going to be. I think the other thing that's worth mentioning, and the Chucky movies are not my bag by any means. I haven't seen them all. I'm not excited. I probably won't see this. Um you mentioning the CG, I, I feel like I'd heard something about how they actually went to great lengths to use practical for Chucky in this movie. Yeah, so that's what I was also going to so say. Were you wrong about that too? I think I was. There was some yeah. regrettable CG in it, but it, it was definitely a lot better than I was expecting. And I could believe that the Chucky faces were animatronic, um, yes. which, if that's true, would have been a pretty cool thing. And it looks pretty good. That's what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that was pretty cool. Um, I still don't yeah. know that I'd recommend it though. It's still, I mean, I had. I don't know. Wasn't bad. Wasn't wasn't good. I mean, watch it if you like Chucky movies. Definitely watch it if you like Chucky movies, because it is another one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it is that. I mean, it, it strikes me as uh, I've only seen bits and pieces of uh, Curse of Chucky. Um, but if you liked Curse of Chucky, watch this. This strikes me as almost the same movie. There you have it. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I got going on uh, this week is I watched another horror short, um, and I'm happy to be talking about this one because it's very unique. Uh, this one's from Space Oddity Films. I've talked about them before on the podcast. They're doing pretty unique stuff in the horror short world of uh, – they did that that Snapchat uh, three seconds horror short. They did another one about yeah. Instagram. They've done some other stuff, and I think <laughs> – uh, some of their it's older – Largely social media focused. Yeah, it is. It is. And that's that's really, I think, one of their – stated purposes um and this one follows along those lines but takes it to another level i i like their stuff a lot and i respect that they're doing different stuff and it's really cool i wouldn't say all of their past stuff has been a huge hit but some of it is really good there's one called runners that i liked a whole lot this one um the guy uh, alex mann is is the filmmaker behind him uh he sent us the the link to the the short and said hey check this out and i and i did and the first time i watched it i was like i don't get it there's a lot of like pacing problems and i don't it seems weird and there's things popping up on the screen that i don't understand and then i read the email he sent us more deeply and he called it a choose your own adventure horror short 
and it occurred to me that the things popping up on screen might have might have been some kind of interactive feature. And then I went back through and watched it, and it is literally a choose-your-own-adventure horror short where you select the thing that happens. And I gotta tell you, it was great once I realized that. <laughs> this guy vastly underestimated what a dummy I am when he sent this to us. Overestimate? Uh, yeah, okay. Underestimated what a dummy. Underestimated the dumminess, yeah. Uh, How did you this- choose your adventure? So, this... <laughs> short film takes the perspective of a nest type of device like a like a smart thermostat and you you see out of a well now everybody knows what a nest is dick okay there Uh, are a lot of different types of nest yeah exactly um you take the perspective of a of a fisheye lens uh from a young couple though the woman is in almost every single one of their horror shorts if you've seen any of them you will recognize the woman Mm -hmm. uh, who who does a good job but uh takes the perspective of this fisheye lens observing the whole thing and it pops up with options of what the becoming sentient thermostat is going to do and uh i've done it three different times now and gotten to a few different endings and it's how do you pretty how, how do you fun. actually interact with it is what you I was click asking. you click a couple of things pop up like do this option or this option okay it's exactly like an old choose your own adventure book except for no I, pages i have two questions yes so you saw something pop yep. up on screen that yep. says, do this or okay. do this, and, yeah. and you didn't realize that it Here's, was an interactive movie? I didn't, Mark. And this is a public service announcement, because I think it's really cool once you realize that. But from the beginning, it is a sentient thermostat. So you think that you're seeing its thought process, and after three seconds or something, it just picks one of them. So it a couple of words showed up on the screen, and I'm sitting down to watch a film. I wasn't immediately thinking I needed to interact with it, and then it picked one. And so I thought I was seeing the thing's thought process. <laughs> Look, so, I'm a dummy. What do you want from me? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, second question. Have you said the name of this movie yet? <laughs> I think so. It's called Cool. Uh, it's a okay. film by Space Oddity Films. He Alex probably Chan, hadn't man. said it yet. I, he had um, not said it yet. Fucking <laughs> We're like six minutes into this rambling, nonsensical review, and he hasn't even said the name of it it's, yet. It's been a long day. But anyway, check out Cool. It's it's definitely worth experiencing. Um, but before you do, be aware. It's uh, interactive. You got to do something. No one else is going to have that problem, Jack. I think there might have been a lot of people with that problem. Jack, how about this? Yeah, buddy. Where can a listener find Cool? So it's actually a little bit tough to find. I will definitely okay, put good. a link in the show notes here. Uh, but it's Great. not on Space Oddities Films, like their list of... If you Google Cool by Space Oddity Films, you'll be able to find it. All right. Well, just how about throw in the link, listener. I'm, yeah, there, there'll be a link in the show notes. In the description. So. The link was will it, be in the description. Jesus. Was it a pretty cool experience? Fuck off, yes, it Mark. was. And as bad as Ooh. my rambling was, I didn't resort to that level, so you ruined it. Terrible. I brought it back. <laughs> bring it around town. Which I think I'm, is going to bring us to the feature presentation. How about you bring us to the feature presentation, yeah. yeah. Bring, bring us to the feature presentation. Over at ADCHorror.com this week, we watched 2014's The Houses October Built. Uh, and you guys should be impressed that I remembered that, because it's it's a hard, as I've described, it's a hard title to say. Um, Jake, this was your pick into the uh, October draft of, of horror movies. Sure was. Yeah, and we'll get into why you picked it, what subgenres of horror it fits into, all that good stuff in a little bit. But first, this being your pick, you're going to have to give us a 30-second plot synopsis. So 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock, and it's going to start when you start. 
We got a group of five buds. They're in Texas, and they're looking for the most extreme haunt in America, which I guess just means Texas. So they drive around in an RV, and they go and see these different haunted houses. Uh, Over time, they come across a group that's called the Blue Skeletons, and they follow sort of clues. Um, Things get more and more fucked up as time passes, and eventually they're actually let out of Texas to New Orleans, where they meet up with one of these Blue Skeletons, and they are systematically tortured and killed. Scene. Time. time yeah pretty good eh? yeah it's, not it's bad kind of all that happens yeah. <clears throat> yeah yeah not a lot of story here um now we've said i mean they go to louisiana too right they Isn't do it... leave texas but i don't think it was in the cards to leave texas they were just the ones they'd heard about were all in texas everything's bigger in texas there you go including the haunts <laughs> and the clowns the haunted and clowns, clowns. yeah <laughs> demon bunnies <laughs> I'm done. I'm done with the accent. All right. No, that's too bad. Well, we can yeah. get into some of the, the weird things about the plot in a little bit. We'll we'll dive deeper on that. But, Jake. Yes, sir. As I understand it, you picked this movie because The House of October Built 2 is coming out soon. Uh, That's not really why I picked it. That certainly helps. That's um, why I watched it originally. That might be well, I mean, you're thinking you of. picked it because, uh, because Mark stole your pick for October. I picked it because Mark blew his load all over the pick I wanted to pick. For our That's picks. a little graphic. I don't Jack. think we need to go there, but well, you sort of did. This is a family podcast. Yeah, yeah, very family friendly. <laughs> Sorry, um, Mrs. Jones. Yeah, you know, honestly, like it was a panic maneuver because he did pick the pick right out from under me, and I didn't have much else. I, I did want to see this movie. Um, it's one that I'd always been sort of interested in. It's been on Netflix for f- fucking ever, and it's one of those that kind of just like I haven't taken the leap. I, maybe it's something that has to do with like the title card on Netflix. I don't really know why. It's not a good title card. No, it's, it's not. Yeah, um, it's pretty bad. And it has changed a couple times. Like it's gone from the whatever kind of gruff looking clown guy to the porcelain doll face back to the gruff looking clown guy. Anyway, just wasn't my bag. But yeah, well, um, stuff with clowns I on it. I didn't know what this was about until I saw the trailer for Horror Release Roundup, which can be found on a to listener. With a hyphen. With a hyphen, not a two, because we're not good at things. And I discovered, also through discussion, I'm kind of going all over the place, but also through our discussion of Hell House LLC, that this is a movie that is about haunted houses. I didn't really have a concept of what it was about, so I wasn't excited for it. But I do like that idea. Found out that the second one's coming out. Felt like I should probably round out that first experience to even be able to go into the second one, which does look interesting. Perfect fit. October, let's watch it. Totally. And I'm very happy with the pick. I haven't seen it either. Uh, I'm in the same boat as you. Didn't really know that much about it. Um, Mark, I thought, and Jake thought too, that you had seen this a long time ago and talked about it. But you seem no. to not think that's the case. No, you guys are uh, incorrect on that. I, I watched it in uh, September, I think, in preparation for Houses October 2 coming out, which came out, I think, September 27th or something like that. I still haven't yeah. seen that one. but Oh, that came out uh, already? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, you know, I took a dive, like I said on the podcast, on however many podcasts ago, it's a lot like Hell House LLC, Hell House LLC you'll like better if you're more into the supernatural type shit, and this one you'll probably like better if you're more into just people being creepy. I think yeah, it would be a great that, double feature. Great they double would, because they are almost the same movie. <laughs> Except I mean, does one, that make a good double feature? Does do, well, do well, here's two the of thing. the exact same movie make no, a no, double feature? No, no, I don't feature? think, I don't think they're that similar. One is from the perspective of the... Hell House proprietors. The other is from the perspective of the Hell House customers. I don't think they're that similar. I mean, found Jake, footage have to do with Jake. What's the business word for customer? It. What do you mean? 
I don't, proprietor and what what else? Customer? Is that... We call them customers, Jack. Okay, good. I got there. I'm a business guy. In the a digital patron? world, we call them users. What about patrons? The only places their users are in digital marketing and drugs. <laughs> so I, what I'm getting from this conversation is that you guys would have wanted to see like the Hell Houses October Built LLC crossover movie where these guys are like looking for the most extreme haunt and then they stumble upon Hell House LLC and they accidentally like haunt themselves they... into a gateway to hell. That sounds awesome. <laughs> that does sound awesome. And we get interspliced in there. Like, oh, it could even be like a, a, a Lake Mungo style mockumentary that collects all the footage. And we get uh, some spliced in there. The, the proprietors building it and putting it together, the backdrop and weird stuff happening to them. Sold. Because I got to tell you, they splice in a lot of footage from not these guys. False. Yeah. False. Yeah, in this found there. footage movie. False? Uh, that's something that I think no. uh, will come up a little bit no, later before we not get false. too far ahead of ourselves. Do you guys want to talk about what in the fuck subgenres this thing belongs into? Sure. I mean, that's kind of my job to bring us there, but since you, you did, did a better job of it. Yeah, well. but you guys were busy doing true-false in the background, not really accomplishing anything. So <laughs> That's what the listeners want to hear, Mark, our biting analysis. Yeah. <laughs> uh, sure. Jake, what in the fuck subgenre of horror does this thing fit? The fuck into. Yes, found footage. Blam. Yes. Layup. Taken. Yes. Low-hanging fruit. Mark, next. Uh, I think this category technically means something else, but uh, literally, it's a haunted house movie. Sure. Yeah, we could like need a sub sub genre for those, I guess. Now, because there's <laughs> haunted house sub sub genre. Not actually haunted, haunted house. house. Yeah, not actually haunted, but a haunted house attraction. Sure. Haunted um, house sub-subgenre attraction. Yeah. I'll take the next layup. It's a, it's a holiday movie. Sure. In yeah. a certain eh. way. It's a Halloween movie. Eh. Haunted houses okay. exist for Halloween. It takes place literally on Halloween. It culminates on Halloween. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. It's now and the ladies. Movie. Hey! Actually, an independent <laughs> movie. Okay. Yeah, you took Jack's. You took Jack's yeah. layup. It is an independent movie. <laughs> uh, Mark, what else you got? Ah, uh, that's it. <clears throat> that's all there is to it. Wonderful. It's a it little really bit is. of a torture movie. There are nope. trees. It's no, it's not. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Get the fuck yeah. out. Um. Okay. Eli okay. Roth would like a word with you, Jack. Since we're clearly out of 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 subgenres that it is, I have a question. Okay. Um. Mark, have you seen the sequel yet? No, I have not. How is there a sequel to this movie with the same characters? So they show it in the trailer. I know. How the fuck? They, Wait, the, what do you mean? They, they show don't how die. It, they're saved. Oh, I, don't, I don't remember that from the trailer. You, the trailer did has. Even... Did yeah? Oh do you watch the trailers when we do our HR? <laughs> no, I just guess what's going to be the in movie them. or the trailers. I'm just, just, just going to no guess. Shot, what's in them. No wonder you thought Chucky was terrible. Um, no, I mean, they, they. I think from the trailer, you can. This is what I'm expecting: is a cop, a sheriff, who's probably in on it, shows up moments after they finish burying them alive, uh, shoots some people, undigs them, takes them to the local police station, and they are, survive. And then a year later, they do the exact same thing again because we'll see why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. good idea. Okay. Maybe they just want revenge now. It's a revenge plot. Yeah, it's the revengeing. Finding well, the blue sco- skeleton. That's- that's going to lead me well into what the movie does wrong, uh, which is what we're going to talk about next. Uh, because right off the bat, do we we're usually talk about what it does first? right? Hold on, you're throwing me off the... What do we usually usual... do first? Are you fucking kidding me right now? Is this <laughs> a joke? It's been a long day. It's... <laughs> we can do wrong first. We usually let's do, do right wrong first. first. Let's go okay. with what it does wrong. Let's, let's 
Jesus. Um, what does it do wrong, Jack? What does it do what's, wrong? What is the the woman's name in this movie? There is only one oh. female character. So what is God. her name? Brandy. Brandy. Yeah. Did you uh, watch the movie? Can we can we take a step back? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard to know. <laughs> Have you listened hard to, to our say. podcast before? <laughs> um, all all hard things to say. Uh, Brandy. One of the first things she says at the first haunt they go to is, "I am claustrophobic." But she voluntarily gets into the coffin and lets him close the door on it before volunteering this information. Uh, and why? She, she's she's in line to get scared, man. The whole point of them going out there is to face their fears. I'm afraid of heights, but I also do shit up high. Yeah, that's not really something that does wrong. That's just you. That's not me. If she's actually claustrophobic, she's not letting him close the door to this coffin. And then well, saying, and I'm claustrophobic, so let me out. But it's, I mean... She kind of freaks out. It depends on how, what kind of claustrophobic it is. If you're actually claustrophobic, you're right. But if they're, you're anything like anyone who has ever said they were afraid, like acrophobic or agoraphobic or germophobic or whatever. I'm like, they're not actually phobic. They just are a little uneasy about being in closed spaces or whatever. Well, fuck those people. Sure. That's a hard line stance to take. I'm, I'm just saying phobias themselves are not exactly common. And I doubt that she's claustrophobic like doesn't really, see i mean really she willingly gets into the coffin so clearly not maybe so she's just uneasy about being buried alive that's understandable i would be too yeah i, I feel like the movie's looking for a payoff though because she's claustrophobic and then gets put in a coffin later on and i do not grant this movie that payoff chekhov's yeah. claustrophobia I yeah i mean there you go it's chekhov's claustrophobia i don't i don't really i didn't really get that either i mean i i def, it definitely didn't make it any more tense for me. Like, oh no, she's claustrophobic. I can't believe they're going to put her in a coffin. Uh, uh. Yeah. I mean, that that line of, yeah, that process did not occur in my brain, so. No. Mm. Yeah. I guess I'm neutral enough that, like, that didn't even hit me as something it did wrong because I didn't even notice it. <laughs> Fine. Fine. And Jake, if I find out you're not actually arachnophobic one day, I'm going to fucking murder you for making me walk across campus a shitload freshman year to kill spiders in your dorm room. I mean, that's a pretty arachnophobic thing to do. I swear I, to God, I'm not just that lazy. <laughs> you might be, though. It's like an 80-20 rule. Yeah. He, he'll All right. know. All right, smart guy. Then what did the movie do wrong? I had a little bit of a problem with the beginning of the movie. Well, having seen this before, I kind of had a whole issue with the concept of the movie that they mention and acknowledge <laughs> just extreme everything. haunts at the beginning. And they're talking about, like... You know, they, you know, they go up to New York City and people like jump out and zip tie you or like touch you or tackle you or whatever. Like, I don't want that type of stuff. And it seems like they're kind of like explicitly limiting themselves to haunted houses, like the traditional ones. The right. Ones that like we grew up going to. Right. The one that my wife and I are going to go to like uh, this upcoming Wednesday. Uh, you told us on the last podcast that you would be doing it before this one. So I don't He's think probably, I did this tell is like you a that. third ticket scenario just it out. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i like to support local businesses like <laughs> national movie theater chains <laughs> so mark you're getting dangerously close to hitting on something i wanted to mention anyway so i'm going to go ahead and throw it in now um okay i think this could be a product of the fact that this movie is like a re-splice of the original movie that was made and what I mean by that is this movie, The House is October Built, was made in like 2011, and it did yep. a festival run made by the starring the exact same people, slightly made different by movie. the exact same people, yeah, slightly different plot. Where what they were looking for is they were looking in haunted houses for 
like the myth is that some haunted houses have like actual human remains or dead bodies in there. And they were looking for that and interviewing people and doing all of that. And it screened and it did really well and everyone loved it. Um, but for it to get picked up, it was like, Hey, you guys filmed this in like SD. We want some more punch to it. Let's make this about like, by the time they were remaking it, extreme haunts were a thing. So they kind of like spliced the two concepts together and they had a lot of the residual interviews yeah. and stuff. Like all those interviews well, and- are real things. They took the Borat method to filming and like did those things and talked to people. That's like, really those cool. Those are I didn't proprietors know of real haunted houses that they talked to and then created a story, which is cool. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, so I think you get a little bit of, if it's something the movie does wrong, a little bit of like the residual plot that bleeds over into this one. It doesn't make quite as much sense. Sure. They and and they also, enough they use the body part thing issues. to great effect when, uh, is it is it Mikey says like, yeah, but like, I don't know. If you use a chunk of meat or you use a leg, I'm just looking at a thing. I don't, I don't know if it's a body part. That doesn't mean right. anything. Right. <laughs> well, and then yeah. kind of to comedic effect a little bit later, they put a cow heart in his fridge and he freaks the hell out. <laughs> Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> but what I was getting to... Well, he's also very hungover. I think it's fair to make the logical distinction between uh, the extreme haunts and the traditional haunts. That's fine with me. If you want to stick to the traditional, sure. do it. I I don't want to watch a movie about the extreme haunts anyway, really, unless it's a documentary. Um, but then they sort of actively then seek the most extreme of the traditional haunts. Right. And then along the way complain about how extreme it is. Yeah. I mean, what? Isn't that like a huge yeah. internal logical flaw? It A little bit. I mean, I get that, like, yes, you are interviewing a guy who says, like, he'd break his own leg or back. I think he's saying he'd break his own leg or back to for a scare, and not that he'd break a patron's leg or back for the yeah, scare. Probably better, yeah. um, but either way... They, so it's yeah. a little bit incongruous with that, and then the, like, they freak out because somebody was in their trailer late at night and uploaded it to the internet... Yeah, but giving I, what they're tampering with up until the end, the end, 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 end of the movie, it's like everything you would want. Yeah, and it th- seems... Their reactions sometimes do not, they are not in keeping with that, because they're seeking it out, and everything seems in line with that. But they're right. like, oh, they're crossing a line. Not really, are you aware of what this shit actually is? Right. Yeah. Because you, you well, interview people thing who is talked like, about this kind of stuff. All you have to do is right. not um, include the line of dialogue that says, that acknowledges the extreme haunts. Just edit like 30 seconds of the movie out and everything makes sense again. Right. That's all it takes. Right. <laughs> um, well, you have to take out a bunch of stuff about the main guy saying, well, this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. When he's trying to convince them to go along with him after shit hits the fan. Yeah, it wouldn't make the, the blue skeleton like seeking them out and going to like these places that are not established eh. haunted houses wouldn't eh. make a lot of sense without that, though. Yeah. Um, I got another one, and this is the biggest one for me. Um, the found footage aspect of this film. There's a lot of problems with that for me. It brought me out of the movie quite a bit. Um, first off, and this I can, I can, I think is defensible. Somebody clearly edited it together, right? With their interview footage and and some other stuff. Um, so that's fine. The bigger problem that I have is they clearly established that they have five or six GoPro cameras and one quality HD camera. Yet, the GoPro cameras that they film sometimes are in GoPro aspect and quality, and sometimes are just very high quality when it serves the film, because you want to be watching it. And sometimes you can kind of forget about that, but sometimes when they're when they're showing multiple different shots of the same thing, it's... 
Like, what the fuck? No, these are both well, GoPro the, cameras. Yeah, and the interviews are in, like, standard def. Right. I think it's very important that I interject here to just mention that this is a fantasy point for me. Well, this is... Oh, all right. Fine. It's going to be on every found footage movie, so... Fine. But did, did that did that not occur to you guys, not bother you? The found footage-ness that bothered me with this, and what I probably would have said is the biggest thing that this did wrong in my mind, is with all these found footage movies, you need a certain amount of... A, why do they continue filming? And B, like, why do we have what we have in our viewing today? Right. And the way this is cut and mashed together, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, who would have gone and done this? And it even says at the start, it's like, some of this is filmed by them, some of this is filmed by the Blue Skeletons. Like, who did this? Who put this shit together and then gave it to me, the viewer? Well, that, I think, I had to do some work for, but I figured the Blue Skeletons put it online as, you know, a haunt. They're really fucked up. I don't know. Well, or maybe they touch on this in Houses October Built 2. <laughs> yeah, but you... This could just be the To, to Jake's point, though, project. you shouldn't need a sequel to explain why the things that no, happened in the original it movie. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> and so the cuts guys, that uh, yeah, exist I mean, in the movie, be, as, a, as a product of this, the cuts that exist, and this is, I think, probably getting a little bit to Jack's point, between the interviews and then what's happening with them and the way it's all cut for, like, cinematic effect doesn't make much sense to me in a found footage world. It's a yeah. little bit too perfect. Sure. Sure. But Mark did the the aspect ratios and stuff on the the GoPro cameras quality not cuz they go out of their way to show you like shitty GoPro footage where you can't see very much about what's going on and then cut to another GoPro camera that can suddenly see in low light because they want to show you a different kind of shot. Um I mean, I don't keep track of the exact cameras that are being used at any given time well it's it's aspect ratio difference right i mean they they're using up 30 percent more of the screen i it doesn't bother me doesn't bother me really at all that is bizarre because he loves i just yeah i just get absorbed by it i don't keep track of what cameras they're using or whatever i mean you obviously it obviously changes quite a bit when they go to their b-roll of interviewing people but yeah, you know that's supposed to be, and that was my favorite part of the film. That's, yeah, and I kind of agree with that. That's that that's supposed <clears throat> to be mine. tonally different, which makes sense as to why they would make it like actually look different. So that makes sense, right? right. Sure, sure, sure. I didn't have I didn't have too big a problem with that. To be clear, my my problem was with the the cuts within just, the same like, scenes. I think, and I haven't seen it, and I now want to go back and watch the 2011 version. I don't know. I haven't done my due diligence on this. I don't know if it's easy easy to get your hands on but based on everything i know i'm under the assumption that the issue that i took with it like from cutting from interviews to them in the van and all that it would be less egregious for sure because everything was filmed somewhat consistently with like that standard def low quality we're just making a home video about this documentary style so i'm interested to see if i would have been more absorbed in that versus what we ended up getting via this kind of like reshoot type recut sure thing i don't know sure. it's like a frankenstein movie so sure uh do we got anything else in the what the film does wrong territory i don't have a whole lot else to talk about here there's one little uh kind of skeezy aspect that i, I that occurred to Ooh, me skeezy. so when they're in uh, like when it. they're in nola and they're like around i, I assume that's bourbon street yes, on halloween Yes. Uh, they do. They do show 
like a woman flashing, which yeah. I'm guessing she wasn't an extra. I'm thinking that's just there's oh, just yeah, video there's of some lady flashing. Yeah, it <laughs> I is. doubt she was like consulted to consulted? allow her image no. to be used in this thing. That's I Netflix. can almost guarantee you this wouldn't have gotten a wide release of any variety without getting her to sign off on it. Really? I mean, I don't, yeah. I don't know that to be a fact, but I. That's... They probably could have like blurred her face so she didn't look quite the same, like made her nose look somewhat different, and then it's like fine. <laughs> they brought in like it's instead no of longer, just getting her to no sign a release, like they this. brought in like That's a high-priced CG guy to make her look somewhat different. Yeah, and That's there what you you're go. Saying? She's no longer a human. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, there's also uh, zombie strippers, or yeah. Well, yeah, they're actually actors, though. They're... I don't know. He could have fucked with a nipple placement, made it crazy. I, d- I thought that might be me, but then I saw what direction the nipples were going, and I thought, no, clearly not me. <laughs> what the hell are we talking about? Shut up, Mark. Uh, Jake's uh, new technology to recognize people based on where their nipples are. Oh, gotcha. Mark's going to save the world, Mark. You. He's going to sell it to the Department of Authentication. Exactly. Yeah. Please show me your nipples. <laughs> it's a great play. It's great. <laughs> and then blink. All right. So we're. Uh, I think we're into what the movie does right. Yes, oh, yeah. because we're going backwards this week for some reason. Well, yeah, Jack. Things are hard, man. Really help, <laughs> really help with the flow. How about you start <laughs> us off then? But okay, I think the chemistry between the main actors is awesome, and it feels like yeah. a real friend group that has they are. aged well over time. I know, and it it really yeah. feels that way. Like, uh, yeah, it, it, friend groups like that are interesting, and like ours at this point. Now that we're fucking almost thirty and have been friends with uh, since high school, yeah, don't fuck. Do it. <laughs> um, but like, you know, these probably aren't necessarily the pick people you'd pick to be your friends right now if you just were starting from zero right now but you've just been building over years and it it feels totally natural in this movie so i really hey like what the are chemistry. you trying to say man yeah Fuck seriously you i'm looking for new friends coming right oh, at us great <laughs> uh no but i do think the chemistry is awesome in this movie it's it's really good yeah i this is another thing and i keep going back to like oh the 2011 version i want to Hipster. see yeah I want to see what their what their relationships are like in that one because I think you'll also be able to see like how their chemistry on screen and how everything that's ad libbed during these scenes because that is what it is is improv how that progresses and becomes more polished and better for this version because I agree with you I do think that it was really well handled and they seem believable Brandy in particular does a really good job I think the other the guys have good chemistry but she kind of has to carry certain things on her own totally which is good so yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that one yeah. All right, what do you got? Was there, wait, hold on. Was there an actual narrative in the 2011 version or was it just a documentary that they made? So my understanding of the 2011 version is, like I said, the plot differs a little bit because they're just looking for like, is there any validity to this claim that there are dead bodies or parts of dead bodies in haunted houses? And they go around to haunted houses and I think it's primarily via Brandy interviewing people. Like she's the interviewer. And they are the interviewees, the scenes that you still see in this one, um, whereas the other guys are just kind of there. Like, I actually, uh, two of the guys, like, switched parts for this version. Weird. <laughs> like, sure. Zach and Bobby, like, switch whoever the leader of the group was. That was Zach. Yeah, Zach and Bobby, like, switched roles between 2011 and 2014. Like, I know them as main dude, bigger guy, long hair guy. <laughs> I don't know any of their character names. Yeah, it's like main dude, longer hair guy, big guy, other guy. Yeah, like conventionally handsome guy. Director is longer hair guy. That's Bobby Rowe. Okay. Main dude is Zach. 
Okay. Played by Zach and oh, they're all the right names. Um, they flipped roles between the two. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> anyway, we're getting at the same point. Uh, the chemistry is really, really well done because it's real to a degree. Yeah. Do you yeah. guys want to use this opportunity to switch roles? Like I can start being the low energy guy and I don't know. I don't think you can play Jack very well, bud. I'm not convinced you can fill my shoes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll we'll keep things the way they are then. Just want <laughs> right, to for now. For now. When yeah. we reboot the thing, we'll uh, we'll come back with different roles. A to Z Horror Podcast 2. Yeah. My character will have a much healthier relationship with alcohol. <laughs> and that you drink No, more. come on. You're more symbiotic. <laughs> uh, Mark, what does the movie do right? Oh, um, we already touched on this quite a bit, but the what I would call the B-roll of the movie, the, uh, the spliced in interviews with people, the they're not always interviews, sometimes they're just like... Like I said, B-roll, they're just video of people walking through haunted houses. About 30 seconds into this movie, you have, like, a nine-year-old girl say the, uh, she, like, gets scared, and she screams fuck and runs out of the yeah. room. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, like, the best thing I've seen. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I guess I didn't really know the context of the shots that they were making uh, from that original 2011 film, but they do it really, really well and splice it into good effect in this one sure. to kind of... It alleviates any pacing problems they have because you can always just if you're driving on the road or whatever and it's kind of a boring scene you can just go to you can just splice in one of those, have some yeah. interesting little conversation while nothing else is happening. Yeah, totally. And they do that pretty well. Yeah. Um, another thing I really liked about this movie is a few of the scenes are downright terrifying and just yeah. downright fucking creepy? unsettling. Yeah, they're downright creepy. At the Downright Creepy Podcast Network. Woo. <laughs> well. Uh, I almost had it. Yeah. So there's two in particular I'm thinking of. The first one is with the doll face creepy girl. On the when, bus. Yeah. So they see oh, her God. at the very first haunt they go to. Right? Yep. And then they go to a different haunt hours drive away. Yep. And they see her again. She's like standing in front of the buses they're trying to leave. And so they're like, what the fuck are you doing? So he goes out there to confront her. And then he comes back in. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck. She won't say anything. And she just kind of like walks onto the bus. Everyone's like, what the fuck? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't invite her on here. And she just sits there for a while and then screams and then gets up and leaves. And it's sort of screams. It's really weird. It's very, the whole thing. And that is the kind of shit that like... I'm not saying anything that weird is happening, but that kind of shit has happened to me. And that's the kind of unsettling shit that I just do not like. Yeah. It's just so profoundly strange that it's unsettling. And and yes. it's not clear. Like there is a chance that it's a person in the same mask at two different haunts, but it's probably not. And it's, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Mask. Like, yeah. And, and we know ultimately that it's the same person because they've been fucking with them the whole time, but or at least the same group. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so that's that's one in particular. I think another one in particular is when they're in, I think they're in Louisiana at this point, and they figure out they need to go to this bar and ask for giggles. <laughs> and this fucking the bar clown? they go to. Yeah. There's just two seemingly normal but fucking creeps at the bar. But then everything they're not else. Normal. No one in that bar seems normal. Everything else at the, it's just it's really everything weird. that's happening is, and they're they're just, like normally hanging out and they get a beer and then there's just there's a couple dancing on the floor that's being fucking bizarre and a weirder guy gets up there and starts doing something weird and then i mean she gets assaulted in the bathroom and that's less generically creepy and more just actually terrifying but it's that scene that that scene freaked me out yeah there's a lot of 
This movie opens with a quote saying, I can't remember who it was from, but it's basically along the lines of, I'm not afraid of haunted houses or werewolves or vampires. I'm afraid of what one human can do to another human. Yeah. And this movie, for 95% of it, is basically just about, like, interacting with profoundly weird people. I mean, you're talking about the the clown, not the clown lady, the porcelain doll lady who's kind Mm -hmm. of underscoring the whole film, but they have interactions with people. There's also the, the... the random dude they meet in the woods who's pissed because they like restarted his fire. Yeah. yeah that know? guy might not even necessarily be a part of it. <laughs> He's not part of it. He's just a dude who works at the haunt down the road. I mean, he might be like the guy encounters. in the rabbit suit. And that's, to- that's one of the things like what you're getting at is that's exactly what makes it good because it's very hard to delineate where these fucking like ultimately like culprits where they exist in the reality. And then where you have, <laughs> like these people who are just working at haunts. And I think that they do a great job of blurring the lines of that. A lot of that's with the interview type stuff where people are talking about the extent that they would go to, to scare someone and do and, don't and know what people are going to do or, or what they're capable of. Well, especially well, when you, they interview the, the haunt owners who are like, eh, I should probably do background checks and I might get around yeah. to it eventually, but I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they splice in, they splice in some newsreel, which may or may not be real. I'm not really sure, but they talk about like people getting arrested at their, while they're working at a haunted house. Cause they're being, they're, you know, yeah. child molesters or whatever sex offenders that aren't allowed to interact with children. Right. But they're working at a haunted house. Right. So on that score, what the movie really, like, I'll just interject. What I think it does right is the concept of this is super unique and really fucking unsettling. Yeah. And I love that they hit that with, like, a reality lens with, again, going back to, like, the Borat approach. Yeah. That's really cool. And it fucking worked for me, man. It was scary oh, yeah. as shit. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jake, you got you, – that was a piggyback, I guess, so we'll flip it over to Mark. Mark, what else movie do you write? Uh, I really liked, and I'm curious to get your guys' opinions on this, what are your thoughts on the actual, like, haunted house scene, save for the last one that's actually, like, once – pure narrative is driving the thing forward there there are the first three or four they go to i have a feeling are actual just real haunted houses right and i didn't there i went on a journey with all of these scenes because i was i was watching this uh in in my home right on on my television but in the dark i I did want to watch this one this is this is one where i wanted to watch it in the dark um you know alone and i initially my first thought when they went into these haunted houses was, I get it. It's a strobe light. So you can't see what's going to happen and shit's going to pop out from different directions. And it's that that's why this is scary if you're there, but how could this be scary on a TV? But then when it's happening enough, different stuff happens. I was like, Holy shit. Okay. And it, it set me in the right place. It put me on the, on the right edge for it. So I thought they worked really well. I, they, I, the agree, editing. I think, and I think it's the editing. I think, yeah, that's true. But I, they also show you enough of like, you're in on enough of the jump scares. Like, they, at the beginning of the movie, they show you, you know, the trap doors and stuff that people jump out of. You have, like, the third-person camera that's on the hallway that's, like, well-lit that shows the people coming through. Uh, and you know where, like, the, the scares are going to come from. So you're, like, kind of in on the joke or whatever. Then all of a sudden they show up. Like, you're in the narrative now. You're, you're th- looking through the eyes of the, the person who's filming. And all of a sudden you're in the middle of it and you're like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I, I was I went into it with the mindset of like, fuck, this, this isn't going to scare me. And then I got legitimately scared. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I don't even know if it was like legitimately scared. It was like haunted house scared where it was just you totally feel like you're in one of those. You're not particularly like terrified, but you just know that there's going to be like a trap door. Or someone jumps out of something's going to happen at you or something. Yeah. 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 Which um, mirrors the characters things too, right? Brandy, when she's in there, she's, you know, she's, she's like, I want to see more of that kind of scream. She's like, oh, I'm probably going to be screaming like that. And then she does until her journey is great because then when she gets legitimately unsettled and it's different than her, this is fun, but scary. And I'm screaming. It's, Oh man, it hits me. Yeah. That's actually a really good point. I I didn't really even think about the fact that it's probably an extra immersion point or something there where we are essentially in the same, in the same headspace as the people who are filming. And I think it speaks to her acting probably more than anything else that it's just so, effective when it's it's so clear when she is legitimately unsettled versus playing along with it that I think it works really well. Anything Jake, else? Did, what, what else we got? Yeah, Jake, did you have any thoughts on uh, the actual haunts they went to? Um, I mean, I liked... There was enough differentiation, aside from what you guys already said, which I do agree with, there was enough differentiation between them because they kind of varied in size and scope and backwoodedness, I guess. And one um, of them is just a paintball zombie massacre. I know, right? <laughs> That's I, fun. That seems I like fun. the variety of them because it kind of shows they run the gambit and it kind of shows like these different types of people oh, oh, creating these little. Yeah, they run the gambit. <laughs> they do. You know that it's gamut, right? It's a different word. They run the gamut? G-A-M-U-T is a different word from G-A-M-B-I-T. Oh, yeah, okay. Well, okay. I've been drinking tonight. <laughs> Just I making sure. backwards Mark, on the podcast, at least. I, I don't think I would have said anything if Mark hadn't made the exact same face as me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the one eyebrow raised, tilt your head to the side. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Um, I don't even know what to say now. I don't know what I was. What a dick you are. My God, I'm totally off my game. You were talking about running through the gambit. Yep, they do that. Just to bring that full circle, Gambit, the X Men, uh, was from New Orleans, so he sure was. Yeah, bang, which is where this movie ends up. Yeah, he was a Cajun X Man. Yeah, they actually almost literally end up at a house in New Orleans. I don't know if it's called the Rising Sun or not, but think about it. Gambit wrote that song. Uh, no. No, he didn't. <laughs> I think the X-Men did meet Jimi Hendrix at one point. Uh, Jimi Hendrix also didn't write that song, so... That's true, but Jimi Hendrix sang it. No. At one point. Yeah, he does a cover of it. Oh, he does? Okay. Yeah. My wife likes Jimi Hendrix a lot. Fair enough. Not I think Jake. Fan. I think Jake owes us a what this movie does right. <laughs> yeah, he's only piggybacked on like everything things, so far. Dude. I think you've piggybacked on everything. Yeah. Well, it's because I'm the last one to go. You were second to go. No. Oh. Well, <laughs> no way we can figure that out. This is good. This is good. Keep Mark, this up. you got anything else? Well, I guess we've talked about the ones that were actually like organically, uh, you know, probably real haunts that you can go to in the world. What were your guys' thoughts of like the shift into the blue skeleton haunt? Disliked it. Why? Say more. Just because of the haunt when they get there. I don't know. It's such a, like you said, Mark, tonal shift from stuff that's scary and fun to legitimately terrifying things that slightly exceed the scope of actual haunts. These people fucking with them a little bit too much. And then just do this or I'm going to kill your friend level stuff that's not, 
it's not, I don't know, it's, it takes such a jump that I lose track of putting myself into the same position. Um, I, it just, I, I, I'm having a hard time explaining it clearly, so I'm hoping one of you guys can start talking or saying something. Um, it, it just felt like didn't didn't quite work as well for me. It, once it does definitely like take a shift. I do really like the initial haunts that they have, like sneaking in and filming them while they sleep and hiding a cow heart in their fridge and doing shit that, like that. That's what I'm saying. That shit is great. That stuff's really good. I have a thing about the, the people bus. being filmed while they sleep. I don't like that. That makes me very uneasy. Oh my god. And and the scene where where they purposely say we're gonna go into the fucking middle of nowhere to like crash for the night and get ready and there starts being some thumping on the rvs and then there's like 60 clowns out front of the rv on the roof of the the rv yeah that that scene's great too it just that one didn't make a lot of sense though because that one was like the one scene potentially that like really broke like logic oh there were a ton of people and then like lights went out for like two or three seconds and they were gone Oh, you could have scattered. No, you fucking couldn't. You see how fat some of those assholes the were? Lights, the lights scattered. were out for a decent little bit. Maybe, no, they, you, maybe I don't they care, were dude. wearing rollers. There were some legit Jake. obese but, people. But Jake, to your point, that that that's that's I think the the dividing line because then they get to a point where this is taking so much organization and so much planning and so much whatever that I'm confident that one of these people is gonna fuck something out up and we're gonna get out of here. Like they're gonna fuck if, it out if. The three of us and any of our significant others were on this trip. I'm confident we would not have gotten buried alive. Yeah, I feel like they don't understand when when it quit. Um, the why are you still filming type thing rears. Its I knew head. you. I, I figured you guys were going to rag on that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, well, probably would have if we spent more time doing things in the correct order. But <laughs> oh, oh, coming back to that, are we? Yeah, it's really fighting dirty this week. But like it is it I do understand what you're saying because she he tells her film everything you see or your friend dies. Yeah. Eh, I mean, it's a little lazy. Yeah. <laughs> um I guess to get us back on track, I I'll say like it there is a definitive change in tone from the people being fucked with in the woods, not really your traditional being fucked with in the woods, but adjacent to that to the full on you've been kidnapped and now you're part of this haunt that is wholly constructed for the narrative of this movie. You go from something that feels real to something that feels like you know, a haunted a haunted house found footage movie. Right. And and they have to let them out of their restraints, right? To to cut, I mean, to, so they can film things or at least they definitely do and hold a glow stick. But if you're if you're in an absolutely pitch black room and you're worried somebody's attacking you and you have a blue glow stick, throw that shit to the other side of the room because then the other guy doesn't know where you are either. Like, what are you also, doing? Yeah, also, well, I mean, they could have, like, night vision or something like that, but... Okay, but make them have night vision. They probably this is always, don't. This is, this is the one thing that I always think is really funny in uh, found footage movies, is people are obsessed with filming the things they have in their other hand so that you can see it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, like if you're just filming, you know you have a fucking glow stick in your hand. <laughs> Why the hell yeah. are you filming your hand with a glow stick in it? Right. But I'm so if I'm that guy, definitely putting down that glow stick and gonna find a corner and I'm gonna sit in that corner, ready to grab whatever the fuck I can grab, any kind of testicles, anything I can grab and twist, any I'm kind be ready of ready to testicles. grab and twist, <laughs> any kind of testicles, so many kinds, all kinds, whatever kind of testicles this guy has, I'm gonna twist the shit out of him. I'm gonna grab him. I'm gonna twist him. <laughs> 
I don't like this conversation. This conversation is making me uncomfortable. Well, th- this is what I'm saying. I just, I just feel like you get to a point where it becomes almost a, a home invasion movie where I'm putting myself in the place of, well, what would I do in this situation? And what I would do in this situation is so drastically different from what these people would do in the situation. Whereas when they're in the RV and just terrifying shit's happening to them and there's clowns everywhere that then disappear, I, I'm just all the way on board for that. That's just so scary. So th- that's why the ship... Thank you, Mark. You've you've helped me articulate my point. You guys let me babble about incoherently for like six minutes earlier. That's why the tonal shift uh, bothered me. People come for the babbling and they stay for the mispronunciation of words. <laughs> and the twisting of testicles. I don't think they stay for that. I'm, I'm fairly <laughs> confident they don't stay for that. <laughs> That's just an added bonus. Reviews? Reviews. Ratings. Ratings. <laughs> We're doing well tonight. We over at Easy Horror use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how Dewey would rate his birthday. Thank you so much for letting us be a part of Dewey's birthday. You enjoying your special day, son? I expect nothing. And I'm still let down. It sure is. And for 10, think of how Rick would rate McDonald's Mulan Szechuan McNugget sauce. And I'll, and I'll, I'll go out and I'll find some more of that Mulan Szechuan teriyaki dipping sauce, Morty. Because that's that's what this is all about, Morty. That's my one-armed man. I'm not driven by avenging my dead family, Morty. That was fake. I'm driven by finding that McNugget sauce. I want that Mulan McNugget sauce, Morty. That's my series arc, Morty. If it takes nine seasons, I want my McNugget dipping sauce, Szechuan sauce, Morty. That's what's going to take us all the way to the end, Morty. Story. It's the first category to rate these movies. Jake, this being your pick, you're going to rate it first for a story. Yes, I will. I'm going to give this... A, I'm vamping. I'm going to give this a seven. It feels a little high because it's so simple, but this is a really unique story. Yeah. And you have a group of people going around and looking at haunted houses, just trying to see what the next big thing's going to be. That's kind of it. But that simplicity, I think, lends itself really well to the overall horror factor because you have fun horror, you have some really unsettling horror, and then ultimately you have some kind of fucked up horror. I think that all of that is able to breathe because of the fact that you have this very simple construct that the movie is built around, and I appreciate that. I haven't seen Absolutely. anything else like that. Yeah, and and I think it gets points for, as far as I'm aware, being the first movie like this of real haunted houses shit and we we talked about it when we talked about uh hell house llc they get to do a lot with that right because they get an excuse to cram a whole shitload of horror tropes that scare people into one place uh with good reason with no need to explain it further so that's awesome i'm gonna piggyback off your score i gave it a seven very similar reasons i think it's a great story it's unique they did a good job seven mark I, I went a little bit lower. I gave it a five and a half. I think we're on the same boat. The funny thing is, I would say, like, exact same reasons. I just don't think it's... They don't do enough with the story to actually make it any higher. The story here is the the bare bones. The concept is great, like you guys are pointing out, but the bare bones of the story is just, like, people are following you, and then they catch you, and, and, and that's and, it. Yeah, to your point, they don't really explain how the blue skull haunt people are following them from the fucking get-go. Like, from their first haunt. You don't want them to, though. I know, I know, but they they I also know. don't get yeah, credit I mean, actually, for not explaining it. Without the without the intro 
title card thing that says I'm afraid of what humans do to other humans and the fact that there's a sequel that kind of explains this a little bit further this could very easily be a supernatural movie you have no idea who it is behind those masks <laughs> if they are masks or whatever right like these could be like creepy mutant things that just live near haunted houses and capitalize on idiots who go to a lot of haunted houses no. totally no they could and yeah, I, I mutants, like that, dude. That's a, that's a bridge too far. Yeah, All I right. mean that'd be a stupid story element. They do better by not explaining it. But I'm just saying, like, when that's what happens in in House of October Build Two, I'm gonna be so pissed. Yeah, there's a large. <laughs> oh, so they're mutants the whole time. It's actually the mutants from the Hills Have Eyes. They're in the same universe. God, world no. building and immersion is our second category. Jake, what is your world building and immersion score? Kind of half in, kind of half out on this one. Um, I wanted to be more in than I was, but like I mentioned, the particular way this movie was cut between the organic interview type scenes and then very structured, rigid, like cuts that exist for humor or for scare didn't fit within that found footage world that I wanted. Yeah. Uh, it, it, it created an awkward balance for me. So I'm going to go ahead and give it a five. Like, I think there was a lot good here. <laughs> going on i would i would like to see what that original looked like just for pure curiosity's sake at this point because i couldn't quite get as into it as i wanted to there were moments where i was in and there were moments where i was really out so i think that is that is very apt uh what you just said i feel the exact same way i really struggled with this one because this was at times more immersive than most movies i've ever seen and at times almost infuriating in in yeah the way it was edited together and for me i gave it a six ultimately i think i was i was just a little bit more sounds like immersed in the parts that were immersive they were just they sucked me in too much and the chemistry between these people was just too magnetic and natural um for me to go lower than a six i think but uh, the gopro thing and it's a it's a aspect it's an aspect ratio you can't uh, so you're the only person that annoys that's not wow. true. Yeah, Mark, you're the one weird. usually talking about aspect ratios and CMOS chips. I have never brought that up before. I th- Maybe CMOS, but I'm not... gonna I'm gonna splice in a, cu- a clip of you talking about CMOS chips. Okay, it's gonna be exciting. Go find that. Spend spend like a week of your time <laughs> going through our back catalog. I'm gonna spend uh, probably 90 hours listening to our past 59 episodes to hear you talking about CMOS chips. You might have to you might have to dig into the dark times before we had microphones and we're just recording <laughs> on our cell phones. <laughs> Mark, what is your world building and immersion score? Well, you know, true to form, I gave it a seven so that we could circle the wagons. Um, and the um, highest because it's a found footage movie. It's high because it's a found footage movie. That actually is the only thing I had written down. Uh, immersion, seven, <laughs> hyphen, found footage. Found footage. Uh, on top of that, though, I really like the way, and this is, I, I think you guys gave it credit for this in story, and I'm going more in immersion this, but I like the way that it transitions from the feel of a documentary where you have a lot of the, you know, you're just in normal haunted houses that these people are, like, enjoying and, like, you have other you, the crowds are there. They're interviewing the people there, and it slowly transitions to this much more like insidious, creepy thing of being stalked and like attacked towards the end. And you're actually like, uh, you're actually seeing the transition of screaming because it's fun to screaming because it's scary. 
Yeah, right? that's great. Right. It's great. And that's, it's great. that's that's a really good way to construct your movie, and I think it works well. And that's what mm-hmm. drives the immersion score. I can't, I can't argue with your score. No. Effects or judicious lack thereof? Jake? False. Scare factor. Scare factor. One. Jake? Just all over your game tonight. Nailed it. I'm perfect. Um... Gonna go with a six for scare factor. Interesting. Feels a feels a little high for me, but I'm kind of coupling the fun scares that you get, like we talked about, with those organic haunted house scenes because those are fun and you go through those. But it's still based on the idea of a scare, and that's the only place I can pot that. And then, as Mark just mentioned in his immersion score, how it transitions into that very overbearing insidious. You are being for lack of a better term, hunted by these people and fucked with. Uh, that's very scary. I think it's more impactful because you had transitioned from that fun, more innocent Halloween-y type haunted house scare. Uh, I like that dichotomy, so that's why I'm going higher. Well, that's interesting because I gave it higher than that. I gave it an 8 for Scare Factor. Holy God. This is one of the scarier films I've seen in a while. It, uh, I mean, the, like for many of the same reasons, as you said, the fun scares that are really good jump scares that aren't even that lazy because they're what's supposed to be there that transition super well to some of the most disturbing scenes I've seen in quite some time. An eight? An eight, man. This freaked me the fuck out. Okay, question. Yeah. Are you done? No. (laughs) Okay, continue. But I did lose my train of thought, so yeah, now I'm done. Okay, so second question. Yeah. You fucked lightning round. What is scarier, this or or the Blair Witch Project? I I have so much historic association with the Blair Witch Project, and so much being a kid when I saw that. I would love to see these in the same context, but given the thousands of horror movies I've seen since the Blair Witch Project, the fact that this could scare me that much makes me feel like they are at least equivalently scary. Okay, that's an answer knowing the reason that I asked, so good for you. Did I give it the same score? I, I yeah. honestly guessed yeah, you that did. I gave it you, the same you score. You gave both an eight. Yeah, for scare. So yeah. which is which is scarier, Jack? This or the descent? I feel like this is scarier than the descent. Okay, well, you <laughs> fucked up on that one. Well, eight eight can encompass a lot of things. Eight well, is a robust nine is what you score. gave the descent. So oh shit! Well, <laughs> maybe I should rewatch the descent. I don't know. Oopsie poopsie. It's a very this scary is... movie. This is a really scary movie. I think it, okay. I think it's well deserving of an eight. Mark, what did you give it? I uh, I gave it a six. Um, I think this is a pretty scary movie. I'm not sure why it didn't scare me more. I think they they focus this a lot of the time. You're you're scared, but it's like the fun scared, the cartoony scared, like you guys are talking about, because they spend a lot of time in these just sort of like real world haunts that are fun. Well, you They're, do feel safe, but yeah. Yeah, you, you feel, feel safe, safe, but you know like someone's going to jump out of the painting and yell at you or something like that. Uh, they do evoke some like realistically scary shit, some stalkery stuff. I like I said earlier in the uh, earlier in the recording. I don't I don't like earlier the concept in our of, film. Earlier in this uh, film we're making. I don't like the concept of people being filmed while they sleep and all that stuff. I mean, for the most part, it's actually kind of immersion breaking cuz like if you're touching my face while I'm sleeping, I'm going to wake up. That's yeah. I'm not just going to. Not sit. everyone's a light sleeper, Mark. Maybe also not when you're hammered. You yeah, might not and these people well, are hammered a lot. 
They do uh, spend the whole movie drinking. Beyond that, they get they do get buried alive, which is probably gonna. It didn't really bother me much, but you know that makes a lot of people uneasy. That'll fuck that you up. Stuff. Yeah, that contributed yeah. almost none to my scare factor. I I totally agree, but I am willing to acknowledge the fact that like some people might be very susceptible I can, to that. That I I mean I'm not very susceptible, but I was like, uh. Yeah, so. I don't want to be buried alive. That would suck. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, for the most part, the the scares feel pretty safe. They're really fun, but like you're not particularly worried about it, and then it's getting an extra point because they do do some interesting stuff with real-world scares, if you want to call it that. I don't know. Sure. sure. Uh, which moves us to effects, or do you just select thereof? Finally. Jake? I'm going to go with a six and a half. Um, feels Horrible a little high, door. considering it was so judicious lack thereof from a typical effects standpoint, but... You got to give it like a 10 for props because they're in fucking real haunted houses the whole time. Yeah, they're so, piggybacking off people who made these things. Exactly. Good Kudos. Save some money that way too, right? Um, the costuming was fantastic. Like really fantastic. Uh, the porcelain mask it in particular really is good. really, really good. Like the way the mouth kind of moves a little bit too. Ugh. Yeah, that's um, a creepy fucking mask. And there was a certain level of realism and grit to it that I just, I really liked and I thought it worked pretty well like i said ultimately it is primarily a judicious lack thereof movie but with all of that going on around that core uh it's a little bit higher than the average sure that is actually not a porcelain doll mask that's uh she's a mutant oh <laughs> yeah mind blown 10 boom <laughs> they hired real mutants <laughs> that's I gave it a six as well. Um, I think I I'm over-correcting. So. Oh, fuck you. I, on your 20-point scale, you gave it a six. Yeah. No, you can go half points. You've given half points. Get the fuck out I of here. I have literally never given a half point. Honeymoon, Jack, overall, Jack, seven and if a half. Jake, if Jake you, then it, you wrote it down wrong. Go, nope. I have never given a half point. Bullshit. Jack, if Jake had a 20-point scale, I'm pretty sure you would have given a 10 by now. <laughs> But he would have only given it, he would only ever given an eighteen overall. <laughs> um, I, I'm I think I'm overcorrecting because I'm trying not to penalize it for the the GoPro mixed aspect ratio elements. Um, I I don't have too much good things to say about. I mean, all the good effects in this movie are pretty much the haunted houses they go to, the sound effects, and the the costumes. Um, they don't do anything wrong outside of that either. So I think I'll call it a six a little bit better than the middle line yeah mark Fair enough start talking jackie gave it a six jake you gave it a six and a half uh i gave it a seven true to form wagons uh yeah i'm actually surprised you guys kind of went this route i thought this was going to be like me being insightful but this is a completely this is a judicious lack thereof movie they do transition i mean if you're just filming other haunted houses i'm not going to give you a lot of points but there are obviously Things Are you that trying come to shit talk right now? Time out. Time out. Rewind. Are you trying to shit talk right now? No. What? Really? You didn't think we'd do this? You thought you'd just be insightful? Oh, I mean like the basic <laughs> level of shit talk. Jack Jack spent the first 20 minutes of this podcast telling us how much of a dummy he was, which, I mean, realistically, was because he couldn't figure out that the thing that said choose this or choose this was an interactive story. It didn't say choose this or choose this. It had just had two options. I'm going to watch that as it soon as we are done, and just I'm going had, to comment on how stupid you are. just had two options. Look. Okay, whatever. I'm saying he underestimated what a dummy It'll run the gambit, Jack. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I, I feel like if you listened to yourself, you'd realize you were only strengthening my point. <laughs> Whatever. Um, what I was saying, though, is that the stuff they introduce to the story that is not of the real world, these, uh, you know, the dude who lives in the woods and the weird, creepy bunny and the girl, uh, they look good, but beyond that, they also fit the... The, the texture of actual haunted houses. Sure. Right? Yeah. Uh, and that's what I, I mean, that's the best I can really weigh it on, because, yeah, it's a judicious like the real movie. They don't go a whole lot uh, out of their way. Riddle me this. Yeah. The guy, when he when he's peeing off to the, in, in the woods, and the, and the bunny with the axe kind of, kind of gets up in his business. Had they been filmed at night yet at that point? I have no idea why. Okay, because if they'd been filmed at night at that point, I'm testing that guy by grabbing his axe and taking it away from him and seeing what he does. Because uh, I know exactly what I can get away with at that point from a legal perspective. And if I've been filmed in my sleep and a guy is coming up to oh, me while oh, I'm peeing, oh. right? Is that what you I'm meant saying... by filmed at night? No, they had not been filmed. They had not been okay. filmed sleeping at that point. No, they hadn't been right. filmed okay. with at that point. Okay, then then we're good. Yeah. Okay. Overall, it's the last category. <laughs> Jake? I'm going to go with six and a half. Um, I like this movie. My numbers say it's a little bit lower than this, but I don't feel like it's worth a lower score than this. Um, I This is a really good movie for the season. I'm happy that I picked it. I'm happy that I've seen it. I'm excited to see the second. Um, and He's I've happy harped on Mark this before. I, I do think it suffers a bit overall from a bit of the hodgepodge that is the fact that it was sort of remade to get out to the masses. I would love to see the original. don't know if I'll be able to do that, but it's a good movie. It's very, very unique. And I'm happy that it took an angle that hasn't been totally trampled into the ground. Yeah. Uh, It's it's, I, I can't argue with them giving it a seven overall. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie and I don't come out of movies being as scared as I was out of this one often. Sure, the ending kind of ruined how scared I was of it a little bit. Just, I don't know why, but it's it's a great movie. I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. Um, I don't know that I'm looking forward to the sequel uh, as much as you are, but I think this is, this is a great standalone film. So, it's a seven. Mark? Uh, I guess I'm the lowest of the bunch. I gave it a six. Uh, I do like this movie a lot. Um... That was just as high as I was kind of willing to go for it. I think the I need a stronger third act out of this uh, in order for I it mean, to be I can agree better. with that. Look, we gave it a six, a six and a half, and a seven. It's not like <laughs> it's not like we're fucking worlds apart here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're all on the same page. I, I this is a really fun and watchable movie. I yes. would happily throw this thing on any time. Yes, uh, but I definitely wouldn't have beers and watch it with my buddies. Just. Oh, Keep that in mind for the next bit. Whoa. Wait, wait a second. Wait a second. <laughs> I feel like second. you're prejudging. You're prejudging. <laughs> wait a second. I th- I mean, ultimately, uh, we'll get into it. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to wait. Yeah. Uh, this is a, I, I guess if I had to, if I had to pinpoint why it's not higher, it would be because I really like the first half of the movie and then it doesn't really know how to end itself. And you know what? Maybe it's going to be a really good double feature with its own sequel. Uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm going to watch yeah. that, weigh in, see where this thing goes. Yes. Interesting. Interesting. Now we can get to that little bit. I'm in the middle. I gave it the six and a half. Mark, you gave it the six. Jack, you gave it the seven. Sure did. Jack, let's start with you. Let's do All right. the, the good first. Why should you watch this with your buddies and drink some beers? 
Okay. Uh, because this movie shows you a lot about getting drunk and having a really good time with your buddies, going to these haunted houses, experiencing all they that. Do. And the chemistry yeah. is so natural between all these people that it really feels like that. And it's, it's an experience you want to have with your friends. I think, I think that works well. Um, additionally, there's a lot of stuff to talk about with the terrifying scenes that are few enough and far enough between that. There's a place to actually discuss them as well. You can spend the time where they're drinking or puking to a, a cow's heart, um, talking about the really <laughs> fucked up scenes you just saw or how fucked up it would be if somebody was just filming you after you guys all got drunk and passed out. I think all those things put together overcome the problems in the third act. And this is, this is a movie you should watch with your buddies. It's one that you don't have to pay attention to consistently throughout the whole thing. But when you do tune in, there's freaky shit going on and you'll all be enthralled because it gets loud and shi- flashy at those points. Mark, why should you not watch this with buddies and not drink beers? I think the best approach to take on this argument is and is one of opportunity cost. Okay. I, I'm not going to try and argue that this isn't going to be a fun movie to watch with your buddies and get drunk and talk about going to haunted houses, but I do think that it would be less fun than watching something like Hell House LLC, or if you're just looking for something of the season... You know, watch Trick or Treat. So, I'm going to interject. Why Why the Hell House LLC comparison in terms of this argument? I think it's a better... I think it's a very similar experience with a better... It leaves a better taste in your mouth as far as horror goes. Um, okay. It might depend on your friend group if you're like... We've kind of touched on this lightly. If you're more susceptible to humans doing shitty stuff to humans, uh, then you'll probably like this one more. But if you, and I feel like this is probably more common in general, if you're more susceptible to the supernatural elements, then I feel like Hell 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 House LLC, Hell Hell LL Hell is the better film. (laughs) Jack, any rebuttal to that? Um, I just say that I think Hell House LLC is one you want to pay more attention to. Hell 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 Hell. Hell, 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 yeah, is one that you're going to get more out of paying attention to start to finish rather than this one where you can, is more conducive to turning on and, uh, and, and then arguing with your buddies in the down scenes. That's it. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Uh, hell, 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 kind of this a, one, this one's better if you don't watch it. That's, that's the argument. This is actually kind of a tough tie to break. Um, I'm going to give the win and the point this week to Jack. Oh yeah, um, I, I think I think Mark's argument is a good one. Um, I don't know about the whole like you should choose Hell House over this, or there are better things for the season. I was reaching. You in were, fairness. but I, I do understand the opportunity cost argument. Um, ultimately, I think what wins out here is that it is a fun movie based on a fun concept. And the one thing that I would have liked to have heard from Jack is another comment about how unique this is. Because you do not see this really anywhere else. So, you know what well, I will say. I mean, you see is, it in Hell House LLC. <laughs> nope. Not, hell, hell, no, hell, hell, hell. Yeah. You know what I will say though is this isn't this is an October movie. This is a haunted house movie, which means it's not a Halloween movie. Which means you can basically it start watching. What are you Halloween. talking about? It ends on Halloween, but it is sent. The whole thing is a lead it's up a to countdown Halloween. to Halloween. They're doing it. It's a Gallo- countdown to Halloween, Halloween, but the whole point is haunted houses, and haunted houses open in like September now. So if you want something to like lead into your October movie watching experience, maybe maybe front load it a little bit. Pop this one into September twenty first. 
So it's not such a bad thing that I made this first for the month, right? No. Right. Not at all. Perfect. You did a good job with the schedule. Thank you. Now get us the fuck out of here. Have me having one. This has been episode 60 of the A to Z Horrorcast. Check out everything we have going on. Head on over to A to Z Horror.com. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, you can check out all the great shows in the Phantom Podcast Network over at downrightcreepy.com slash phantom. If you want to hang out with us on social, you can find us two places. That's either Twitter or on Facebook. Jack will put both of those down in the description below. And if you guys like the podcast, I've got a suggestion for you. I swear to God, it'll be less of a pain in the ass for you than it is a huge help to us. Head on over to Apple Podcasts. Give the show a like, a rating, a review. And if you really want to help us out, just tell someone you know who likes horror about the podcast. Believe it or not, it actually does help. As always, the music's been coming out from space. That is space without the A. And next week, we're going to continue with uh, Jack's pick, which is a whole hodgepodge of things. I'm going to try to get through it. We're going to be watching the original Legend of Sleepy Hollow, which is a 1948 animated. It's awesome. And because it's so short, we're going to couple that with some Donald Duck shorts. Jack, do you want to go ahead and mention what those are again? Uh, Sure. Yeah, we're watching uh, Duck Pimples, uh, Donald Duck short where he uh, dreams himself into a film noir. We're watching Donald Duck versus the Gorilla. Uh, Gorilla escapes from the zoo and terrorizes Donald Duck Town. And we're watching Donald's Lucky Day, which is about pretty much every uh, horror trope you can have or at least the unlucky ones walking <laughs> under a ladder and breaking a mirror and all that shit it's gonna be the middle of october we're getting right back to the roots of what makes the season great heading up to halloween so until then get your buddies grab some beers and go watch some horror movies have a great week everybody star who versus dr trek <laughs>